What is up, ACL Nation? Welcome to another live episode of Bagging and Bragging. This is episode number 25. It's a special one. We're a quarter of a way to a century, Mish. We're officially successful. We, <laughs> is that uh, what it takes? That's all it takes is 25 episodes. 25 wow. would failure, but 25 we made it. But uh, fresh off national number four in Detroit. Uh, Got to say, pleasantly surprised with De- Detroit. I, I was uh, I was having fun out there. Met with a lot of cool friends again. Uh, it was just overall a good time. Um, and then getting ready to go right back into it as I'm already in the hotel. As you can see, Misha's on the road as well. We're getting ready for, I believe it's shootout number seven and open number 15 as we wind down the season. We're uh, less than a month away from the World Championships in Rock Hill, South Carolina. So busy, busy schedule here in the month of July. But Misha, how are you doing? How was your 4th of July? It was amazing. Um, and that kind of dovetails into the bracket section honestly because yeah because i'm over here in uh new london connecticut and um my cousin-in-law i guess you would say um lives over here by the water and so yesterday we all got on kayaks and then we did like this a whole bunch of people on kayaks went down into um, where it dovetails into like the ocean and then like the the beach um so we park our kayaks and get off and then uh, we went to like uh, we swam a little bit and then we went to the restaurant that's right there on the beach and then we get back on the kayak um, and make our way back and um it it was raining before we started and then it cleared up right when we were, were ready to go and then it rained a little bit while we were in the restaurant and then it stopped when we were leaving and then on our way back you could hear the thunder and it was like starting to sprinkle and I'm like paddling as fast as I can. <laughs> we gotta get back. Oh, that sounds miserable. Like you get full bellied and then you gotta like work your way back. Yeah. Oh, it was man. fine. I had so much fun. Um, I'm, so, I'm so lazy by nature. I don't know if I would do it. I just be floating out there in the rain. Just. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it wasn't that bad because it's calm water. It's not like you're yeah. going against like waves and things. So, um, it was cool. And then we just walk like it's literally a two minute walk down the road to where we start the kayaks. That sounds pretty cool though, actually. Yeah, it was fun. My Very buddy sent me my buddy sent me a, a meme on TikTok earlier. Uh, shout out to Willie. He said, uh, yeah, I've been signed up for the gym for about six months now. I'm just not seeing the results. So I'm gonna go there in person tomorrow and see what this is all about. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that will change things. Yeah. Signed up for it. That's going great, but Oh, man. I got my workout in this weekend. My 4th of July I spent in the garage, the non-air-conditioned packed garage mm-hmm. at my mom's house, trying to get everything filled up in the dumpster because, you know, love my brother, appreciate the help, but not sure why you would order a dumpster on 4th of July weekend. Um, the entire rest of the family, including my mom, was at the campgrounds, you know, kicking it, shooting off fireworks, you know, riding boats and camping and having a great time for 4th of July. And I... I got back from Detroit, I'd probably say like two o'clock in the morning and then took a nap, obviously woke up the next day and was just like, I'm doing it. I'm cleaning out this garage today. So I went out there and packed everything up and toast, filled up the dumpster with a whole bunch of stuff and we got it all set up. So my buddy that I was joking with earlier, he's going to sell me his uh, Bowflex workout center and we're going to turn okay. that girl into a gym. So that'll, that'll work. It'll be hot though. That's all right. Got to sweat it out. Got to sweat it out, Mish. Got some calories to burn. <laughs> okay, fair enough. No. I have to say, though, I got to brag on Detroit, too. Um, yeah. I loved where we were. Like, obviously, it was uh, like a hustling, bustling downtown area. So there was like traffic stuff we had to deal with. But aside from that, like, 
I loved where we were because there was that cool Greek town like street where that all those Greek restaurants and I went yeah. to a couple of them. The one we went to that night was not nearly as good as the one I went to a couple of nights before best Greek salad I've ever had best baklava I've ever had just and then I went dancing two nights out of the you know what four that we were there um and that's what I love to do so I mean love it love in Detroit rave reviews there might be some footage of me dancing I don't know I was, we, <laughs> we were having a good time that fishbowl got me whatever <laughs> I, I thought the I'd have sugar I the thought I'd have some worst. help in that uh fishbowl but it was end up being all me and then like I, I tried chugging it at the very end and either a, a seed or an ice cube or something like shot through the straw and hit me in the uvula and about took me out. I was, I was, I was like, I did it. <laughs> Dying. Oh, I remember. Oh, I was about to fall out. And then that's, that's the last thing I remember. And then the night ends when it, it did was, not end. It kept yeah. going. Apparently we went to the casino. Stephanie was like, did you win your thousand bucks? I said, what? She's like, when I saw you go to the casino, did you win your thousand bucks? I said, I don't remember going to the casino. So for a guy who uh, doesn't really drink and let loose, I had I had a good time for as much as I could remember. So, <laughs> and then we talked about I woke up, I still had money in my wallet. So that's yeah, that was a that was a good sign. I was worried about that when you said you couldn't remember because I know you went to the ATM at the casino. <laughs> well, that's what I was worried. I, I checked the ATM or the bank statements. Like, okay, only one transaction. So if I yeah, if I took out money and I got money, then good deal. I'm happy with it. But it could be way worse. <laughs> yeah, no, it was fun, but um, I I wish I could remember the entire night. I mean. I got bits and pieces. There was like a blackjack table at some point, I'm sure. And um, I don't know. There's a Corona somewhere involved that didn't really make it the rest of the night. Shattered on the hotel floor. <laughs> like how? I don't understand. I'm a mess. <laughs> you were a mess. Yeah. That was that was one of my favorite Wally texts. Holy fishbowl, yeah. I'm hungover. <laughs> Holy fishbowl, I'm hungover, yeah. But uh, I got I got a little upgrade today, Mish. I got to the the uh, Hertz rental car place, and I'm a gold member, so it's, it's pretty simple. You just walk straight out. You go to your the car lot, find the gold section. You hop in the car, you just go. You don't have to talk to anybody. I, I love what? How yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, so Hertz, you got to, like, upload your driver's license and your insurance, like, when you first sign up. But I, you just... Hop off the plane, get your luggage, you go straight out to the lot, pick a car, and take off. That's best case yeah. scenario. Yeah. Yes. So this time there was no car. So I'm like, okay, here we go. I'm waiting for oh. the dream. So I go into the little room and she's sweet as heck. She's like, hey, no, no problem. I got you a Highlander or a Yukon Denali. I'm like, oh. I'm taking the Denali and I hop in that thing. It's luxury. Like, I think I'm going to sign up for Uber while I have it the next four days and start Ubering people around. This thing is so nice. <laughs> Make money off your rental car. Yeah, yeah. So I'm excited for it. And then I was, uh, I don't know, it's kind of like a little streak right now. I was like, you know what? I've never done first class. I heard Mish talk about it. I heard Bernie talk. I heard Jeff talk about it. So I went ahead and upgraded. I'll be doing first class as I head out to Worlds. So Let's go. Actually, I'm first class to Worlds as well. It was a good deal. Yeah. Um, so I actually have to go out to Columbia, uh, which is about... 45 minutes probably it's only probably like a 25 minute flight they're like first class upgrade 26 dollars i'm like so <laughs> well i'm good like how many seats are actually on this plane but st louis to charlotte that's a little bit longer of a flight so i upgraded for that i do if it's like an hour i typically don't go for the upgrade just because it's so short but if it's 26 dollars, i'd probably still do it <laughs> all right we gotta take a quick break and we're gonna come back with our guest mark richards right after this 
Welcome back, everybody. We are ready to get into the interview segment of our show, and we have an awesome one for you. We are going to bring Mark Richards on. Uh, we are so excited for him to become the number one player in the world after this weekend in Detroit. And it was a cool race because if Tony won, he'd be number one. But if Mark won, he'd be number one. So super important match. Mark did come away with the win. So congratulations, Mark, and welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you for having me. Absolutely. I mean, uh, I have to ask you because at the end of the broadcast, you said something to the camera, but there is so much chaos. Do you remember what I'm talking about? He almost announced a jinx the whole weekend. Uh, I, the chestnut line? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I said three things are uh, certain in life, death taxes and Joey Chestnut winning in uh, the hot dog eating contest. Uh, that's what you said. Okay. Yeah, that's why I said he almost announced a jinx because they canceled it because of rain or whatever, and then they <laughs> they brought it back. <laughs> so glad they played it out. So yeah. glad. Yeah. That's funny. Okay, I couldn't hear it because there was all sorts of stuff happening, and I was like, I just saw you go to the camera. I'm like, what is he doing? <laughs> <laughs> what compelled you to end the show like that? Well, to be honest with you, um. You know, other than other than Mike Bray um, uh, being the number one person I would want to play with, like on a Super Bowl event or something like that, Joey Chestnut probably is number two. Really? Absolutely. He's a good personality too. The guy's an animal. Yeah, wasn't he on Amazing Race or something like that? That I'm not sure about. He he was on one of those shows where like you have to like travel the country and put together. I think it was Amazing Race. He was on that show. I don't think he won or nothing like that, but he, he had a pretty good personality in there. Was, he's, he's an interesting character, Joyce. Yeah, <laughs> Jaws. You could add a fourth thing in there, Mark. It's, uh, you know, Mark Richards is going to win a national every single season. Ooh. I mean, just mm-hmm. as, as guaranteed, you're two for two, man. All you got to do is just win one each year and keep that trend going. But I uh, retire now so I can say I'm too no, 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 we can't, no. You're not done yet. That would be a tragedy to the cornhole world. You got to think about, you know, how long the ACL has been around. And you basically had a if you would have won every single time you've been on broadcast, you would have had a chance basically to take over the entire standings um, in just two years. It's remarkable, man. Thank you. Know, you. Hats off to you. Congratulations on your success and another big victory earning that number one spot over Tony. It was a that was a great match. But. You know, ultimately he came out on top. Yeah, it was it was crazy. It was it was back and forth the whole time. Twos. I gave up a. Uh, I think I gave up a four. He gave up a three, and then just a, a, a strange way. I don't think anybody expected at the end, but sometimes that's the way things work. Yeah, you almost want to like make the game winning shot, not have the other guy miss the game winning mm-hmm. shot. Right. So whenever it happened, you're like, five. Is it over? Is it, are we done? Like, done wait, huh? what's what's the math? <laughs> yeah, I, I called a timeout because I, I had no idea. And I saw Tony flash five, and I looked over at Josh, and he's like, I was like, oh, my gosh, let's, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> like the delayed reaction. Yeah. You know, one of, one of the things I brought up on the broadcast uh, was that you have something very unique that other players don't have, and that is like the unwavering confidence, meaning you're, it doesn't seem like, and I'm assuming – that your confidence increases when you win or decreases when you lose. It seems to be remain unchanged. Um, and that's really unique. Not all the players can say that. And even someone like Tony Smith, his confidence may only waver three to 5%, but it seems to waver whether he's doing well or not doing well. So um, that's kind of something that I assumed, but can you talk more to that 
like unwavering confidence that I feel like you may have. Yeah, really, it just comes from two things. That's um, number one, I'm, I'm just, I'm fully committed, fully committed in doing this. Um, I don't take any days off. Um, You know, normally on our travel schedule, it's from like a Thursday to a, a Sunday night and to Monday. That Monday, I may relax a little bit, but but Tuesday, no matter what the results are, I'm, I'm right back at it. And then um, the second thing is um, I just I put in a ton of work. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm prepared. Uh, being prepared is the number one thing. I, I always feel good going into a tournament if I'm prepared for it. Um, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to lie. Going into Portland, I was a little nervous um, just because we had went from – oh, where did we come from? I think we were coming from – Mesa. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, Mesa, and then we went to Vegas for a couple of days, and, and I, I, I wanted to go because um, Nico and his, his wife came out there, and um, we met up with some other couples too, but, you know, I, I knew I wasn't going to be throwing at all those couple of days, and, you know, no matter what happened in Mesa, you know, a national is a, a big deal, so I was a little nervous going into that one, but very excited when I got back home to get right back to the grind. So the confidence you're saying comes from preparation, but how do you manage to not have it change when you lose a match um either way either way i i always tell myself i can't i practice in this place called the sparta dome it's about 30 40 minutes away i practice in the gym sometimes too but mostly the sparta dome um but you know i'll be telling myself uh when i'm going through the winner's bracket or loser's bracket i can't wait to get to the, back to the sparta dome uh, on monday i make my practices fun um not like trick shots or anything like that, but when I'm, when I'm practicing and working really hard, it's fun to me and playing is fun to me. And I think that's, that's what matters. So that's one question we normally ask everybody. And since you brought it up, I'm going to ask you again. Um, But real quick, if anybody's out there on YouTube and you guys do have a question for Mark, I see a couple of them starting to come in, feel free to ask the questions. We'll read them on the air and he'll get answers here in the third segment. But um, what do you do for your practice session? Do you do eight bags, you know, play a game against yourself? Do you, set up situations where you practice working on your roll shot or is it all situational? All situational. Um, I normally use two sets of bags, um, the, the bags that I'm going to be throwing in the next event and then a set that is similar um, and I'll alternate. So I'll start down on one side and I'll throw my white bag and then throw my black bag and I'll just alternate and, and play off of them. I really don't um, like set up blockers or anything like that. I want to physically throw the bag and, and, and see it happen and then do it. But it's nothing like, you know, air mills for 20 minutes and then roll shots for 10. And I respect everybody who does that, but it's just not really my thing. I've always just been alternating throughout my practices. So when How you do you keep that fun? <laughs> You're not like keeping score, like this one bag and this bag race 21. It's just, you throw in whatever happens. Like if I need to push it or roll over, shoot over, I do that. Is that what you're saying? At, at, time, at times I do, I do keep score. Um, I tried uh, early on, like if I'm on outside arm and I throw my white bag, I would flip over and then throw my black bag. But mm-hmm. it's, it's too much time and it's too much movement that I'm never going to be doing during a match. So I'll just throw all eight from the inside, walk down, and then throw all eight back on the outside. Yeah, I, I was starting to say, like, how do you keep that fun? <laughs> you know, because I feel like that can drone on, right? Yes. No, No. for sure. You're, you're absolutely right. But um, I think... I push myself when I'm at hour two and three, because if I want to do good in these tournaments, I know that, that, you know, it's going to be a long day and I'm going to have to uh, keep my energy up and my positivity and whatever, whatever comes with that um, all day. So, you know, 
hour two and three when I'm sweating, I'm ready to quit. That's when I got to push even harder. Makes sense. All right. More with Mark just after this commercial break. Right, welcome back. Uh, we got some uh, comments in there. They're digging the tunes, Wally. Let's go. <laughs> Alamis beats Alamis. That's right. Alamis. Oh, <laughs> you want to hop in questions or go back and forth, Mish? How we want to do this here? Yeah, let's go in the questions. So, uh, Wally, you want to ma uh, manage the questions? Yeah, I'll start at the top. We got Caden Allen coming in. Says, as a rookie for next season, what advice would you give on finding some good sponsors? Ooh. Good question. Um, <clears throat> I would say um, th th your success um, does dictate, um, you know, what kind of quality sponsorships that you get. But there's a lot of other things that go into it too. How your social media presence. Um, what kind of person are you? Um, being a people person, being outgoing. Um, I was I was actually a really shy kid in, in high school, and I wanted to be a sports broadcaster. Like I can't be shy. So you definitely <laughs> got to open up a little bit and be able to talk and, and relate to people, building building connections. So it's not just um, your play on the boards. Hold up. Why haven't you helped commentate us with the match then? <laughs> yeah, wait a second, Mark. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What, what is this? You know why? Because th this is why. Because when Mark is in between matches, he's not joking around, are you? That, that's correct. <laughs> that's correct. I was going to go to uh, Butler University. Um, to major in sports broadcasting. I actually, um, I went to this Indianapolis Colts thing. Uh, it was like their broadcasting competition back-to-back uh, -back years um, down in Indianapolis. Um, and I finished top 10 both years. So that was that was really, really cool. But um, I decided to stay home and pursue teaching. So um, that kind of left, left the room. But um, it was a hobby of mine throughout 
you know, my first 18 years of my life. Yeah, we'll have to get you on a broadcast at some point. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I know I, I was talking actually to Shelby and she said in between, you're just in a corner, like you're, you know, you're looking at the wall, you're not interacting, like you're staying focused. And I think that is a lot about what keeps you successful. Definitely. There's a question there from Maureen about Shelby. It says, how much does it mean to you that Shelby is always at all these events with you? Oh my gosh. Um, there was an event last year in Florida that she wasn't at. Um, it was a shootout. And I didn't do, I didn't do very good. Um, and I called her after and I was, I was upset, not at her, just the way, the way I played and just everything. And, um, I ended up flying back that night instead of the next day because she wasn't there. So having her there, just supporting me, watching me, um, you know, she does a lot of behind the scenes things that, um, nobody, but really me or any of our family, see um but but she's awesome and, and she's really getting into the sport too hopefully next year uh we can actually be co-ed partners at the world Championship. oh she's what? playing oh. she's playing she plays yeah she doesn't she doesn't play um a lot because she she has a busy workload and she's traveling with me but she does play from time to time and she's got a flat bag so watch out there we go let's go shelby that'd be like <laughs> the best you'll sneak up out of nowhere Sorry, Danielle Luna, you're out. Shelby's in. <laughs> oh, no. Shelby's in. <laughs> <laughs> are you playing with Daniela for co-ed this year again? Yes, yes. Okay, yeah. cool. You guys are running it back. But Daniela's awesome, so I'm sure she would understand if that happens. Yeah, so we'll she see. would. She would understand. All right, keep going, Wally. All right, we got a question from Clayton. It says, what do you think uh, led you to your success? Like, what do you think sets you apart from the rest of the field? Um, Just, just – what I look at outside of the game, as far as added motivation, um, I go back to it multiple times during, during tourney days or when I'm at home, it's, it's, it's family. It's my role models, it's my, my dad, my grandma, um, Mike Bray. Um, I, I read a little bit. I always hated reading, but, um, I have a book I bring with to the tournaments and I'll, I'll look back at different things, talking about controlling what you can control, ignore the naysayers. I love what I do, and I attack each day with uh, joy and enthusiasm. Um, so I think you, finding things that are motivating you to want to be successful, um, that's it for me. Another find your why, Mish. Seems to be a trend. Yeah, it's great. It's a big thing I teach. Brand, you got to know your why. Congrats on your season, Mark. I'm honored to call you a friend. Uh, and another question from Caden says, obviously being number one would feel amazing, but how did it feel coming to the pro division as the guy no one really knew and end up being the best player in the world? It felt really, really good. Um, um, you know, it kind of goes back to the first time I went to a blind draw. Um, nobody knew who I was. I had no, I didn't know anybody. And, um, you know, I did all right. And that was kind of how last year went. Didn't have a target on my back, just – Staying cool, calm, and collected, and, and just throwing bags. And as the season went on, you know, more people started to to um, figure out who I was. But it was a really, really cool journey. My first year in the league. So yeah. now you do have a target on your back. <laughs> so yeah. a big target on your back. Um, I was kind of going to be my next question too, Mish. Yeah. Is, you know, like, how are you raising or rising to that? Because yeah. that could. So we see this drop off, right, or like the sophomore slump, as they call it. And I, I, my hypothesis is that it's because now you have the target, right? You did really well one season. Now everyone's kind of hunting you, and then you have to live up to that hype. So, um, how do you deal with that? I just got to put in more work. Um, I, I, I know how much work I put in 
last year. I know that I'm putting more work in this year than I did last year. And that's it. There's, there's, there's nothing else other than my hard work. If I know I prepared and I worked hard, the results are going to handle themselves at the end of the day. And that's that. So how do you, in your mind, so like you do work really hard and you do prepare. Mm-hmm. And then if that event doesn't go your way, what's the self-talk because you did prepare and you did work hard and it didn't work. Yeah, no, that's, that's a good point and a good question. Um, really just, you can write it down or just talk in your head, tell yourself what, what, well, what didn't go well. Um, my roll bag wasn't working. I didn't shoot my airmail enough. I have a, I have awesome airmail and then going to practice those things. I didn't make my airmails. Well, guess what? I'm going to throw a block and then the last seven bags of the round, I'm going to shoot airmails. Um, it's, it's, it's pretty simple for me. I don't, I don't, you know, overthink things, just stay simple at the end of the day. So you go like logical, like what, what can I, what can I compliment myself about? And then the things that weren't so great, how could I then work harder on those specific things? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I know that I talk about reading books and and mental stuff, but at the end of the day, we're, we're still throwing a one pound bag, uh, 27 feet across from us. Like it's, it's, it's a pretty simple game. Um, I know that, you know, things can get dirty at times, but at the end of the day, if you remind yourself that, you know, it's, it's a pretty simple game. If you put the bag in the hole, uh, things will work out hopefully. David said, uh, if cornhole is a sport, then I'm an athlete. Yes, you are, buddy. (laughs) Welcome to the the athletic side like we are, David. Well, and and to be clear, I think that an athlete is not just a physical thing. Like, if you want to be a top athlete and a pro athlete, you have to have a strong mental game in any sport, no matter what it is. Well, you're going to see a whole bunch of athletes at uh, the World Championships because I don't know if it's even been released or if I should say it or not, but I'm going to anyway. I think the Ocho is coming back again. So I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I'm trying to figure out what I got to do to get on slippery stairs. So slippery can... stairs. By far the most entertaining <laughs> my, thing ever. My title is something. We'll see. <laughs> um, but speaking of rewards earlier, Maureen has a question. How much did the event at Notre Dame mean to you? Oh, the, well, uh, for sure. I was, I was there twice. The first time I just did a, um, a smaller event with, with Mike Bray and Matt Zona, one of the basketball players there. And then the second time, which was the most recent, um, Mike Hennessy and Lucky Bags came out and um, they had a, a, a dorm tournament. Um, a bunch of boys and girls competed in the championship of the boys dorm and the championship of the girls dorm. Got to play with me and Father Pete on the 50-yard line of the um, Notre Dame football stadium at nighttime. It, I can't explain how cool it was. Um, me and Mike got to walk out where the players walk and, and, and see the, the gorgeous football stadium and obviously – you guys probably know I'm a Notre Dame fanatic. So um, once in a lifetime experience, um, even though I hope it happens again, but um, amazing. The first thing I said when I, when I got there was hard work really does pay off because if I didn't work hard, I wouldn't be here. Yeah. I mean, what do you think about like a Cody Henderson who says I haven't played in six weeks and shows up to a shootout and wins? <laughs> Sometimes that works for people. I think, um, I, don't quote me on this, Caleb, but I think Caleb Batson said he doesn't really put too much time into it either. So it, it works for some people, but it definitely doesn't work for me, as I, as I said. Well, earlier. he did it, right? So yeah, he just graduated, and now he does put the work in him. That's what you're seeing. Oh, okay, gotcha. So he didn't So have he to. didn't used to practice before, and as soon as he graduated, and now oh. he does all the time. And look where he's at. Yeah, I think yeah. Tanner Halbert's pretty much the same way. He doesn't really have much time, so he just shows up at the tournaments or blind draws or whatever, and Balls out. I mean, yeah. And the nice <laughs> thing is, 
being a teacher, I get the summers off, so more practice, a little more practice comes in the summer than during the school year. What do your students think of all this? Some of them are about it. Like um, we just did an event today at, at the school, me and Phil with uh, ABC 57. Um, and when I was driving, I haven't been over to the school in weeks, but um, when I was driving over there, I saw one of my students, he was uh, trimming around a, a, a stop sign and I waved at him and him and his mom always watch me on, on ESPN when I'm on there. Uh, but there's another student where I used to bring my open trophies into my room and, and lay them in there. And I think it was after like Louisville. Um, I said, all right, guys, I, I know you guys, um, you know, support me. So I just wanted to say that, you know, I was lucky enough to win the Louisville open this past weekend. And this one girl just rolls her eyes at me. I was like, Oh my gosh. I took the trophies out after school. No more of it. If you want to talk to me about it, talk to me about it, but I'm not bringing it up again. <laughs> She's like, I'm unimpressed. No. I mean, if, if from my perspective, if I had a teacher who was doing something as cool as this, I would be all about it, but I get not right. Away. Yeah, totally. I, I, what are you going to do with that lucky chain? <laughs> that thing's big. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so that that one um i'm not actually uh able to keep um but i do get one of the smaller ones that you see alex and um mike and trey and one that Lori's going to get for winning the shootout i am going to get one of those and i think it's hopefully going to be here before world so i'm really excited about that one so that's like the big check when you get the big check but you can't use the big check and then you get the real check <laughs> yep, exactly <laughs> Exactly. That makes sense. <laughs> hey, like, I, big check. I don't ever want to cash. I just want the big check on my wall. I guess. No, no that's my so, favorite part of Happy Gilmore. He has like twenty of them in his back yeah. of his car. <laughs> that's big checks. <laughs> All right, we're gonna take another commercial break, and we'll be right back right after this.
welcome back everybody and we get marked for just a little bit longer so if you do have questions make sure you get those in the chat um but yeah so this has been awesome mark it's, it's been fun to learn because i've interviewed you a few times and i feel like i'm still learning all this new stuff so i uh, really appreciate you sharing all this good knowledge with us um one of the things that you brought on this season was the roll bag what made you want to bring that on um, so I wanted to bring it on just in a conservative way. I didn't want to be throwing it all the time. Um, me and Gavin Cano, um, we were actually lucky enough to, to partner up in Florida and win, win it. And one of the first things he said to me, um, Friday night at the blind draw, he said something like, uh, now don't shoot the roll bag too much. Cause he knew I was, I was starting to implement it into my game. But, um, really just when I, when I feel like airmail isn't the best decision, like, if there's a lane side block, um, I don't know if an airmail is the best decision because I can just easily or hopefully go go around it. And now mm -hmm. that I'm feel confident about it, um, it's a shot that I shoot actually pretty often now, and I enjoy shooting. It's it's a fun shot to have in your arsenal. It is, yeah, for sure. All right, you well, enjoy, you got to chat up. Do you enjoy throwing the carpet more than the uh, slick bags, or do you like switching up every now and then? No, because, I mean, you, you consider a pro sniper a faster bag, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, I can I can still hit that shot um, with a pro sniper. So definitely, definitely a faster bag. A pro sniper fits my game really well. Easy question here from Austin. Um, what's the official distance between boards? <laughs> 27 feet. There you go. 27 feet. All right. So I don't know if Clayton's trolling us or if this is legit. If it is, I'm learning something new. It says, how was it being a pro wiffle ball player and what made you switch to Cornell? You, you have no, any, that's real. You dabble in wiffle ball? Yeah, me, me and my dad were having this conversation yesterday. I don't know why Jeff started saying professional. I don't think I ever told him I was professional. I played a competitive wiffle ball league 40, 40 minutes down the road. It was like a 16-team league. And there's actually a 80-team tournament coming up at the end of July in New Carlisle. There's a, the Final Four is played at Migley Field. It's mini Wrigley. It's really, really legit. So I was competitive in it, but I definitely wasn't – I wouldn't consider myself a – Is there a pro league for wiffle ball? Oh yeah. Uh, there's like fast pitched leagues. I would probably consider the, those. Um, now was this legit or blitz ball? This is just regular. Half of it is perforated. The other half is solid. Okay. Slow pitch, but you throw knuckles, backdoor sliders, but it wasn't fast pitch. Interesting. So what was your what was your forte? Pitching or fielding or hitting or what? Uh, pitching, hitting. Um, I hit. I in 28 games, I think I hit. 50 some home runs. So actually I won MVP uh, my first year in the league. It, of course it, you did. <laughs> wiffle ball, but yeah. And, 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 okay. and those guys, they give me flack for, for, for cornhole. They'll, you know, they'll say things. I'm just like, this is a whole different ball game. Like come over to cornhole. You'll have a better respect. For <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of reached out to the content team and I was like, there's a whole personal life to every single player that we don't know anything about. We need to do, like the, was the two truths and one not truth thing? Yeah. And yeah. Two truths and a like, lie. Yeah, there's so many professions that people don't know what people do. You know what I mean? So I would like to see how the pros react to this. Uh, Dylan says, when you eventually pass everyone for the most titles, what is it going to mean to be considered the GOAT? I think people are already calling you the GOAT. but what, Pretty much, yeah. Well, hopefully that happens. Um, it will just mean that I put in a ton of work and 
Uh, if that happens, I'm going to be honored and, and blessed. But we got to take it one day at a time first. <laughs> I'm, still, I'm still young. <laughs> yeah. So it, it, if, if you do, I mean, you, I do think you're going to take the title because you've gotten so many titles in just a season and a half. So I think it's inevitable. Um, so assuming you do take that title, then um, what's it going to feel like when someone takes that title from you eventually in the future? I'm not going to let that happen. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put in enough work to not to let that happen, but I, I got to get there first. It's going to be a long time. All right. Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> you got yeah, any more, Molly? So I'm not, nothing else in the chat. I, I, okay. I mean, I've been to every single tournament of the season, Mark, and I apologize. I don't remember much. I know you made it in on one of the shootouts. Have you made it in singles and doubles both already? Singles, just singles. Just singles. So are you and Phil going to the last two? We are, yep. We are? Okay, cool. I, I guess got the sign-up sheet from Trey a little bit ago, so I haven't had a chance to put together players to watch, and I'll do that. But And last year you guys made it in separate. Kind of talk about the difference between making it in separately and making sure you guys do it together this year. Yeah, I, you know, that might be our Achilles heel um, on why we haven't <laughs> made it yet. You know, last year – um, we played the first one together in Texas and we had a great run. We lost to, uh, Frazier and Sutton. Um, we we're just shy of the broadcast and then Phil wins the second one. Um, and we, that we didn't get to play, uh, with each other after that. So, um, coming into this year, we had only played one time. So, um, experience, we're, we're definitely getting better like this last one. Um, we same thing. We we're just shy of the broadcast. So hopefully we make over the, make it over the hump, but, uh, you know, we're still, we're still working on some things. What do you think is the difference? Because you guys obviously have gotten the doubles titles and nationals. So what's the difference with the shootouts for doubles since you have gotten the singles already? Um, maybe that, um, I, I guess me a little bit more, but you know, Phil, Phil doesn't play a dirty game. I don't really want to play a dirty game that often. Um, I'll do it occasionally, but we're both just, you know, we want to sling bags into the hole and, and, as you've seen, um, I don't know. I I don't know how many of the, the doubles wins winners throw carpet, but I think throwing carpet in a uh, in, in shootouts definitely has its advantages. We actually uh, we threw carpet at the it was like the third or fourth one. We threw the shamrocks, and that just that didn't work out for us. Um, so I think you know being a carpet bag thrower has its advantages, but we, you know, I'm, I know we can win one, but uh, you know, we're still trying to work out some kinks and hopefully we can get one um, during these last two. I think last time I went to man cave Monday and you and Phil were both there. I believe you both got paired up with some of my buddies and you guys both threw carpet, I think in that tournament. And I was like, huh, I didn't, I didn't realize they could throw these cuts and all these good shots, you know, the carpet <laughs> bag too. so hats off to you guys for that. Um, another question here says, are there any concerns about etiquette amongst your opponents? What are some of the common complaints behind the scenes? Etiquette? Yeah. Cornhole etiquette. Uh, Cornhole etiquette. I know I know a lot of people are kind of against the earbuds and stuff like that. I mean, obviously, you blast ears and don't, oh, <laughs> don't yeah. want to hear any outside surroundings. But, I mean, what do you think about all that stuff? I mean, to, to be honest with you, I really don't notice it. I mean, this is, this is pretty much um, – I'm right here – look up one of my opponent's bags thrown after the game, go out, get something to eat, stay locked in. So I, I really don't, I really don't focus on any of that during the day. I don't, I don't check Facebook, Twitter, none of that stuff. So um, play your game, not the name, everything else. <laughs> and you don't, you don't really hear the comments from your opponents. Or anything like that, no, no. I, I know at the end of the day, if, 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 if somebody wants to say something to me and, 
you know, be a hater. That means I'm, I'm probably doing all right for myself. Yeah, they don't, they don't boo the bad ones. <laughs> <laughs> At least no. on your own team. Uh, one more question here it says, who's the tough opponent you'd line up next to? Who's the what? Who's the toughest opponent for you to line up next to? Probably Tony, Devin, Alex, um, all have their, you know, pros to their games. And uh, I would say Tony, um, let me start with Alex. Alex is always around the hole. He's very, very annoying to play against because he's always around the hole. Tony will collect anything on the board no matter where it's at. And Devin (laughs) has like one of the best finesse bags in the game, you know, Tumbling, rolling, cutting—it's—it's it's really, really annoying. But all phenomenal players. <laughs> More fun to beat that, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> I can imagine. Any more in there, Wally? Uh, nothing else in there right now. Just Maureen says it's fun to see your great shots. Um, how did being a football pitcher help you in your cornhole game, if anything? Um, but yeah, nothing. Nothing else in the chat. You guys, any other questions? Got pretty good viewers right now, so. If, any of you guys have a question, feel free to put it in the chat there. But um, what's the what's the one thing you're looking forward to at Worlds? Um, I know you get a lot. It's going to be a jam-packed week. Are you looking forward to running back your title, defending everything, the Stevie Awards? I mean, anything exciting coming up? <laughs> well, you know what? Um, I don't like to throw mini bags, um, like, before tournaments because – um, there's a couple times where I, I'll throw mini bags for like an hour and then, and then go practice or go to a tournament. I'll be like, Oh my gosh, why does this bag feel so heavy? So there's a <laughs> mini bag tournament, apparently at the world championship. I don't know if you guys knew this, but depending on what day it is, I, I might play in it. If, if not, that'd be really fun to watch 50 bucks a person for a mini bags tournament. Holy smokes. Yeah. <laughs> I want to put together, I want to put together an airmail only contest where only 16 States are allowed. And it's going to be a single elimination, non-cancellation scoring. First one to hit twenty-one, and I want—I want to see who can come out of that, or what state can come out of that head. Because some states have, you know, multiple people: Kentucky, Florida, Texas, like that. But they can only represent one person. I, I want to see if I could figure out a day to squeeze that in and make it happen. But it's um, always so jam-packed. Yeah. So you're in Indiana, right? Correct. Yes. Ryan Windsor. Just just a side note: his mini bags game. Is phenomenal. I heard Eric Davis <laughs> a beast. I can see that too. Oh my God, he's probably really annoying to play against. <laughs> I've actually had someone ask me, you know, because I do a lot with mindset. They've asked me, "Is it bad for me to play mini bags? Like, is it going to ruin my game?" <laughs> and I'll so t- I, did, yeah. I think I think mini bags may have helped my roll shot. And I'm not. There you go. I'm not. <laughs> I don't know why. So, I said my, my response was your your brain can memorize more than one automation, right? So, like, it can separate. This is automation for this, and this is automation for this. But you have to be able to easily navigate between, right? To know, like, you need, need to know how to get an automation, number one, and then how to navigate between the different ones. Yeah, but, definitely. <laughs> but I guess it can be helpful, according to you. So that's cool, too. We've got one more question here, and it kind of – I was going to ask you, and then we went to break, and I forgot – but uh, Clayton says, do you and Phil watch film and make a game plan knowing who you're about to face? Um, reason I wanted to ask that question as well is because I, I noticed at the last national, Philip was just basically cleaning up the blocks. He was just going right through them. And I think that was a little bit different strategy than what I've seen you guys throughout the season. So do you guys have like monthly or, or weekly meetings, game planning, 
you know, what went wrong, what went right, and try to change your approach for the next tournament? Uh, so he, he always wants to go through blocks. Um, like, if you ever see Phil lay a block, he'll kind of go like this, like, oh my God, I laid a block. So he never, ever, ever wants to lay a block unless he has to in a shootout or, you know, yeah. if he's going to give up points or same with me to end the game. Um, we don't, we don't watch film together. Um, I only really watched film when I first started um, just to kind of see what the, the pros were like and develop different techniques. So we don't do any of that. We will watch just cornhole on the side for fun. Um, but I actually just got off the phone with him. We just were talking about Sam's Club and Chick-fil-A. So we keep things pretty loose every time we're talking to each other. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, unfortunately, we are out of time, Mark, but it has been so fun. I'm getting to chat with you and congratulations on your season thus far and being number one. I have no doubt it will continue. Um, and we look forward to seeing, um, you know, potential double shootouts wins and what you do at Worlds. So thanks so much. Yeah. Thank you guys. I had a lot of fun. Thanks, buddy. Yep. Bye. Awesome. All right. We're going to say bye to Mark. We're going to take a commercial break and come back with highlights from where are they from Wally? National number four court one. I know we had a lot of courts, but we only got court one highlights here. All right. Right after this. Welcome back, and it is time for highlights. Are you ready? I'm ready. Yep. National number four, court one. We have some pretty good highlights. Got some exciting shots. I know there was the um, Andrew Guy, Devin Hardball, bar soap thing that everybody wants me to put on there, but I don't have that one. But uh, we Oh, got some, that was court two. Yeah, that was court two. I know Corn's got it on there. Um, different systems, different setups. It'd be kind of hard to get all the highlights together, plus – that just means four extra or four times the length for editing. So 
Correct. <laughs> all right, here we go. Yeah, we kind of lumped them all together here, starting things off. You see some teams events. Ooh, we're the top. We got a lot of backsides here. Okay. This is another one. Almost. Like, come on, give it to me. Did, that didn't that didn't fall in either. It got stuck no, there. Yeah, it just hung up on him. Oh, it's Connor Wise had a couple good pushes here. Ooh, is this our first? Sneaky. Is this our first Canadian on the highlight reel? Oh, I don't know. That's a good question. There's that crazy throw from oh, in front of. Hold on, I got to go back. This throw is bananas. Backward, it's like a frisbee accurate push. Up How there. it works, I don't know. This yeah. probably stumps Anthony Ione. <laughs> <laughs> like how? Um, how is this happening? Up top collects for the airmen. Oh man, I wish these were going a little slower. It's like rapid fire. I, okay. I know you want that seventy percent. There's a there's an airmail coin slot version from Tony. Yeah, of course he did. How many highlights does Tony have here? I, I was thinking about this. Like early in the season, it was like a Devin Harbaugh show, and then it transitions to like a mm -hmm. you know, basically a Tony Smith, Caleb Batson highlight reel here at some point. That we makes sense. Pretty good matches. We went from the airmail show in national number three in Portland to basically a lot of roles here in this one. And then we did get confirmation that Justin Burton Jr. switching up the bags a little bit. Unfortunate right there. <laughs> I don't know how that bag in front didn't fall in. I don't either. Go crazy. But yeah, Tony Smith went from complaining about never being on the broadcast at open number three to They're just always on there. Oh, and one. Yeah. Just dominating the broadcast or live stream court. Yeah. But I mean, it's like, it's, it's, it's like he's not afraid to shoot any shot right now. No, I take it. You, you saw that uh, and one there against Ryan Wiedenfeld. If you give him an opportunity ever to take that shot, he's taken every single time. Um, Creek killers roles are just insane. Oh, they're just dicks there. Yep. Missed opportunity for coin saw 2.0, but that just yep. doesn't show you that it's not a fluke. If he, if he was able to hit that in open number three, he can do it all, again. Yep. Yeah. Five, six, seven months down the road. And he's still hitting that same exact spot. Did somebody say it was a fluke? <laughs> I mean, so they were trying to figure out which is the most impressive shot, you know, for yeah. going into the Stevie awards, nasty collect there from Dean fish. We almost lost Fisher through the curtains. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you saw it. Oh, did I go too far? What I do? I I, bro I broke it. There you broke it. You're fired. <laughs> oh, he fell over a zuka. Oh man, that would have been that would have been the highlight. That would have been the highlight been the of the year. Crescendo of the awkward knuckles. <laughs> right. Drum roll, please. Yeah, for sure. No oh, man. Congratulation <laughs> there from Mikey. Awkward knuckles are always great. But here we go. Here's the Caleb Batson show. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I don't think he was Unlucky. feeling these bags. I don't think he was feeling these bags at the beginning. They weren't working for him. There's a well, that is disgusting. No. I mean, look how hard he's collecting these bags, too. I it's I, I can't believe it stays in the board. Yeah, so if he misses, that thing's going over to court number two. Yeah, it's flying. Yeah. But then after a while, KB was able to get it figured out. It doesn't really matter what he's doing. He's just firing bags and hitting them. We're yeah, seeing a lot more of these short airmails. <laughs> There's a certain someone that does not like them. <laughs> Just saying, Bernie. Just saying. <laughs> He's like, well, they do make them sometimes. Like, well, yeah, that's every shot, right? Yeah, but his argument was it, less than 10%. Oh, that's what he was saying? Less than 10? Yeah. Interesting. There's no way. I mean, we got. Now, does it count if they make it, but they don't drag the bag in front, but it still goes in? 
I'm only counting it, the ones that they make the one in front, and it's okay. It's still more than ten percent. So I would agree. I would agree. I would probably say it's thirty-three percent, which is still pretty good at this level. Yeah. Your air is still your higher percentage shot, other than like a slide. Yeah. I would think. Yeah. Light skin put in some work on court one this weekend. Now he was impressive. This thing, yeah. like, was Detroit working for you, Corey. Yeah. I love the red on red bags, by the way. That's real fun. <laughs> it's <laughs> ideal. Jimmy is back. Oh. <laughs> Claire, space. Player reactions are my favorite thing. Oh, yeah. They are pretty good. Man. Wow. KB's got everything working, of course. You always got your Frank Mildling clips in there. Unfortunate break there for a shot. Why would you put that in? That's so mean. The, the awkwardness is so is so funny. You're so evil. I'm not evil. It's a replay. I put it in there. That's a short airmail. How about Eric Davis? Airmail. Collect. Yeah, Eric Davis. Is on one. Oh, and one. And one there from Eric. Eric had like three or four shots in this match alone. That's so that's insane. Hold on. How about that? Go back for that uh, and one there from Eric. I don't know where it's telling my screen. Yeah, I don't know how far back I need to go here. I think that's right here. Yeah, right here. Right? It's a little bit after this. Oh, after this, after this. I'm going to brag on myself for this editing job. These are two different clips. Look at this. Hits it right into the next clip. Look at that editing job. You couldn't even tell, could you? Fire. Seamless, Wally. Seamless. Seamless. That's professional editing right there. Pat myself on the back. Yeah, as you should. As you should. <laughs> it actually kind of happened by accident. After I did it, I was like, wait, wh where'd the other clip go? Like, wait a second. <laughs> See, that's what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Fisher clapped and KB fired right back. Yep. Oh, there we go. I can't believe I'm surprised he didn't have any Eddie because uh, he was having a great weekend, too. Eddie was just throwing 11s. Like, there's oh, no, he's just <laughs> making all the bags in the hole. Got it. There's no highlight reel for putting every single bag in the hole. I mean, poor Brandon Jones, I think, threw like an 11.2. That's right. I forgot about 11.69 or something like that. I mean, Maureen, Maureen said, Did you watch the USA Cornhole? The one guy, James, had a crazy throw. I did not. I didn't see any of that. So yeah, I didn't I, was on the, I didn't catch that. I was in the garage cleaning everything up. But no, I think uh, I think it went well today. I think that we're going to do this a lot more. I mean, I can't really speak for me, sure what the ACO has in mind for us. So if you guys enjoyed asking a player questions live, um, feel free to always kind of chime I almost, in. I almost think it would make more sense to do it like once a month live, like with certain guests that like, okay. you know, are people, someone some people are really interested in and in learning more about kind of thing. Um, but I don't know. We'll have to see what, what yeah. works best yeah. for everybody. I don't know what's going to happen with this shootout here in Oh my gosh, where are we? Wisconsin? Milwaukee. Milwaukee. <laughs> where am I right now? <laughs> I went again for a second and then next week in Ohio. But I do know that whenever I go out to HQ for um, the world championships, I'll be there a week early and I want to bring Trey Ryder on the show. So, okay. Um, so yeah, that makes sense. We'll have questions for Trey, I'm sure. Yeah, because we have to get ready for Worlds. You know, every year at Worlds, we do something a little bit better. Um, so it's going to be cool to see what transpires for that for sure. Yeah. yeah. Alrighty. Well, I am as well. I think that's all we got today for you guys. Um, thank you everyone who joined us live and asked questions in the chat. Um, that is super fun. Um, Jennifer's yeah. in the chat and saying hi, by the like way. Jennifer, yeah. Somebody said, uh, 
Uh, it was a great interview with Mark, I think so as well. Oh, he did. Yeah, he's always a great interview. And that's why I think it would be fun to kind of pick and choose who we bring on live to make sure there's someone that can really give us a lot of good information. But anyways, that's it. Uh, We'll see you guys next time. Wally, I'll see you tomorrow in Milwaukee. If you need a ride, let me know. I got a Yukon Denali that I just want to drive. But you know what? I will have you come pick me up in your sweet ride. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. We'll talk to you later.